coming up on the Venus Cuckoldress podcast. Cuckold men, because of their level of self-awareness and their ability to be vulnerable and their ability to be completely open and honest with who and what they are, they are, in my opinion, a higher life form. They are a more evolved man, period. They are not subject to the toxic masculinity that I see all around us all the time. People that just want to silence women and and ignore and, and hide any part of women's sexuality. The cuck male is kind of on the opposite spectrum of that. They are just a higher life form. They've done more personal growth work. They stay focused on the evolution of themselves and the relationship. I would venture a guess that for all of you ladies who have never experienced that, to think about how it might make you feel to be celebrated in that way, to be celebrated, to be absolutely, you know, in a, in a cherished, nurturing, primary relationship that also has thrown open the doors for you to be completely sexually expressive, however you want to be. I mean, imagine how that would be. I I can't think of any of you that wouldn't think that's a good deal. So, all right. So there's probably, you know, there's probably a handful of you out there that are just perfectly suited to lifelong monogamy and God bless you. I'm glad for you, but I would venture to guess uh, for the most of us, uh, this other deal over here (laughs) just looks better. It just looks better. You are now listening to the Venus Cuckoldress Podcast, a place to learn all things cuckolding for the curious, the passionate, and the sexually empowered woman who wants it all. Go to venuscuckoldress.com to subscribe to the podcast, ask a question for the show, and find the elusive Venus Vault, a sneak peek behind the bedroom door. Now sit back, make yourself comfortable, and let's dive right into this episode. To this episode of the Venus Cuckoldress Podcast. I'm your host, Venus. Thank you so much for joining me. And this is going to be a big one. Let me tell you, this one is going to be all about the amazing benefits for women in a loving cuckolding relationship. And the first time I talked about this was, I think it was like the second or third episode that I ever did on this podcast. And it was titled Women Love Cuckolding. And I w- it was just me talking about why all the reasons why women should really love this kind of relationship. And funny enough, <laughs> that 
episode remains one of the most downloaded episodes. So people are really curious as to why women would love this kind of relationship. And so it's well overdue time to talk about it more. And today's episode, I have my friend Crystal Welch, and the two of us together, we are going to amplify (laughs) this message to all of the women out there about the benefits of this kind of relationship. So This episode is literally going to be like a megaphone shout out to all of the ladies out there. And it's going to bust some common myths and stereotypes. It might even be a little bit provocative or definitely informative. And there will be some revelations for sure about cucks and who they are and really what are they like and what do they bring to this kind of relationship. This episode is going to really go into the true power of cuckolding relationships for women. So this is for everybody listening, but especially for the women out there. We are going to expose the truth. You as a woman really can have it all with this kind of relationship. So listen up, because we are going to go headfirst into this one to explain why. But first, I want to know, <laughs> did you happen to catch the moan chat that I did recently? The moan is the drop-in live audio app, um, currently only available for iPhone, but Android is coming out, I think, very, very, very quickly, very soon. Um, but yes, I did a, a live moan chat where <laughs> it was kind of last minute where I actually was letting anybody listen in who wanted to hear what it was like for me to get my pussy completely devoured. <laughs> and so <laughs> it was so fun. <laughs> Let me tell you, it was a good time had by all, I think. So <laughs> if you caught that, I'm sure that you <laughs> think it was memorable. I sure as fuck did. If you missed it, though, you can catch it on my Patreon. I actually published it on my Patreon for the Patreon supporters. So if you want to go to patreon.com forward slash Venus Cuckoldress, that'll be in the show notes. You can go and listen to that because I recorded it. So if you missed it and you want to listen, you can go there. Lastly, before we get started, there's just one more thing I would like to ask. It's a big favor from all for all of my listeners. Could you please, 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 pretty please go to Apple Podcasts and make a review, a rate and review for this podcast. I would greatly appreciate it. I've had some fucking trolls on there lately, some butt hurt who knows, incels or whatever, um, who are who are writing all sorts of nasty things. So can we drown them out, please? That would be really nice. I would appreciate it. So if you can go to Apple Podcasts and write a nice review, I would be very, very appreciative. Thank you. All right. I think it's time to get into this. Oh, wait, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. I almost forgot to announce this. Oh, my God, this is crazy exciting. I'm going to be joining forces with Lifestylers Magazine, Genie Wishes Events, and Arizona Fantasy Club. 
What for, you might ask? <laughs> I am going to be supporting an exciting hot wife event, which is going to happen in Palm Springs, California. I will let you know when soon. It is a 48-hour takeover at Exotic Dreams Resort. And yeah, so I'm going to talk about all of the details about this like super sexy, super hot, super fun 48-hour takeover hot wife event uh, on the next episode. The next podcast episode, I'll give you some more details. That's going to be on June 25th. So stay tuned for that. I've been sharing my love for this beautiful relationship dynamic for, well, years now. And I am beyond thrilled to announce that finally there's a matchmaking service for single women and single men who want a loving, cuckolding relationship. It's called Venus Connections. It's a personalized matchmaking service and three-week educational program that's safe, private, and individualized for what you want. Women, you no longer need to endure the headache of filtering through blank profiles and dealing with online creeps. And men, you can stop wasting time on those fake profiles and women with all sorts of ulterior motives. Venus Connections works for you to find what you want. You can learn more at venusconnections.com. That's venusconnections.com. You deserve the relationship of your dreams. Joining me on the show today is my very good friend, Crystal Welch, and she is so many things, author, podcaster, speaker. I mean, the list goes on. She is a real voice for loving, cuckolding relationships, and her and I we are going to get into it today about why women should really love this kind of relationship, cuckolding relationships, what it is uh, and, that women should like and why and all of the really great benefits that come along with being in this kind of relationship. So her and I, we have talked about this a few times on the Moan app in a series. And so now we're going to do a full episode for this podcast. Thank you so much for joining me today, Crystal. Say hello to all the listeners. Hello, everybody. And thank you to you. I am just so thrilled that we hooked up and we have this common interest and so much to say about it. And it's just been a ton of fun. And I feel very, very honored to be uh, included on your, your pods. Hey guys, guess what? I have found something pretty amazing. It is a natural way for you to get better erection strength, quality, and firmness, all things I know you want. And it also gives you better performance and stamina in the bedroom. Mm -hmm. And as a bonus, it benefits your overall cardiovascular and sexual health. It's called Joy Mode. And I love the name. It's a sexual performance booster, and it's made with science-backed ingredients. It's like a pre-workout supplement, but for the bedroom. So whether you're amping up the heat with the wife in the bedroom or you're going for gold <laughs> in a marathon session at a hotel takeover event, 
this supplement has to be part of your routine, part of the checklist. You can learn more and order yours at usejoymode.com. And if you enter the code Venus, you get 20% off. So that's usejoymode.com. Go ahead, get yours. Thank me later. Well, okay, so let's just start out with a brief little uh, uh, recap, I guess, or short story of how you got to where you are today. And let me just preface this by saying, Crystal won the fucking lottery. She found <laughs> she found this cuck who is amazing, and it was just yeah. So tell us the story. Oh my goodness. Well. Uh, so I grew up in a very traditional way in a real conservative family in Colorado and, you know, wanted what I thought I was supposed to want, just a marriage and the picket fence and the kid and all that. So it was, did that. And, and it turns out that my expectation of marriage just wasn't, um, well, bottom line is 10 out of 15 years, we lived like roommates mm-hmm. and, um, my ex uh, went on tour with a national recording artist and we just lived separate lives. And so I, you know, I, at some point I just said, you know what, being married in this situation uh, is lonelier than being by myself. I mean, it was terrible. It was more isolating. I felt like I had all of the restrictions and um, obligations of marriage and none of the benefits. And so I, divorced, then spent the next 10 years, moved to Oregon, spent the next 10 years building my financial practice and really didn't date at all. I mean, I was celibate for a a shamefully long time. Oh no! Uh, Yeah, I was. I've told people that I I was absolutely celibate for 10 years after, after that. I just thought I would never have another relationship and I would never I just thought I would never because it. Mm-hmm. I couldn't see any of the benefits. I couldn't see any of the benefits. He was a very nice person, came from a very nice family, had all the elements, and still it felt like death uh, to just be, st- to be trapped in a construct that um, I had none of the benefits of. I didn't have a companion or, or a sex partner or any of that, and so it didn't make any sense to me. So I worked real hard for a decade and traveled around the world, bought a place in India and went over there and sat for a long time and, you know, just did my thing. And then all of a sudden, you know, my libido starts to creep back in going, you know, there's a whole lot of that. I don't want any more, but there's this part over here I'd kind of like to have a whole lot more of. And now how am I going to bridge the gap and all of that stuff? And so, so I had an idea. I thought, well, you know, in the interim period, I I did, I played with a little femdoming. I did, uh, you know, I tend to attract men who like to be tied up and spanked and stuff like that. And that was, that was super fun. So I knew what cuckolding was. And I thought, what would be the ideal partner for me if I was going to just pick out of the universe what, what would suit me the best? Well, it would certainly be a cuckold male. Why? Well, because. Uh, because I don't have to give up my freedom to express myself and I don't have to give up sex regardless of what may happen to him physically or mentally or emotionally. You know, a man that is committed to being monogamous with me and that I don't have to be, I said, I'll, I'll never find that, but you know, I'm going to ask for it anyway. <laughs> 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 so because, you know, 
you know, even at that time, I thought it's just totally not fair because, you know, I'm going to have all my freedom and he won't and like that. And so anyway, much to my surprise, my darling husband answered my ad. I mean, I only kept the thing up like 20 minutes too. This is the weird part about it. It was, you know, because you, if anybody that remembers the old Craigslist, if you were female and put anything on Craigslist, any kind of an ad on Craigslist, you'd have like 3000 responses in the first hour and it's yeah. overwhelming. So I left it up 20 minutes. Anyway, we went out for a drink and we just talked a mile a minute. And then he asked me out the next night and we've basically been together ever since. And so uh, we agreed to that dynamic from the very beginning that he wanted to be monogamous with me and he wanted me not to be, not only that it was okay for me not to be, but he wanted specifically for me not to be. <laughs> There's something, you know, really stimulating to, to the man that's really designed like that, really stimulating yeah. about seeing the woman that he cares about being pleasured. I think he enjoys uh, the sexual expression. I think he enjoys watching me just be fully in my feminine and watching me be fully um, and pleasured in that way. And so, so yes, I agree with Venus. Uh, I did hit the lottery in a lot of ways, but you know, it came with a price tag of 10 years of celibacy and personal growth yeah. for me to, for me to be so clear about what I wanted and what I was going to go for. So, so that's really, that's this kind of the story and it's evolved from there. So it's been quite, it's been a quite an experience. And so now you are writing, podcasting, doing a bunch of stuff, uh, advocating for the lifestyle. What's the motivation behind that? Oh, that's a great question. I spent 25 years as a wealth manager, primarily for women alone with their money, uh, women in divorce, women who have been widowed, women who end up through whatever life circumstances, alone with their money and scared and trying to figure it out. And so I have a lot of experience in the divorce arena and, you know, which also fueled my own motivation uh you know, when I finally figured out somewhere that marriage itself wasn't the problem as much as monogamy was the yeah. problem. So, um, but my motivation is very clear. I, um, I believe in this lifestyle. I believe in consensual non-monogamy. I just don't think it's realistic in today's world that we can, you know, we're all capable of great love and we have capacity to love a lot. And, but to say, I'll never, ever, ever, you know, you're going to be my everything and you're going to fulfill every need till the end of time is so not realistic. It's not realistic. I mean, look how long we live these days. You get married in, at 25 and you're married, you know, you live till a hundred, you're, you're only sleep with that one guy. Although, you know, so it's <laughs> not, it's not really just about sleeping, but my motivation clearly is if I can prevent one divorce, if I can prevent one affair from busting up a family or breaking somebody's heart by, by, by just looking with new eyes and considering something different, you know, that maybe there's another way we don't have to, if, I mean, if I would have figured this out, earlier in the game, I would have proposed this to my ex-husband and probably saved that marriage. Because I don't yeah. think he, I don't think he gave a crap. You know, he, in theory, he, you know, didn't want it. But I think if we would have sat down, have a, you know, and have an adult discussion, he's gone all the time. And I don't want to be alone all the time. And why don't we approach it this way? 
I don't know. I think there was at least 50-50 chance that my own marriage could have been saved. And so that's my mission. I'm in the mission to help people find a sane, sensible, non-porn on-ramp to an alter- some all, any alternative uh, lifestyle choice that might allow them to stay with a partner that they care about happily longer without busting up kids and busting up families and, uh, mm-hmm. and going through the divorce dance. So that's my motivation. It's, it's just, I'm just as clear as I can be. <laughs> I love it. I can't remember where I first came across you, but I was just like, yes, another woman who's speaking about this. Yes. <laughs> I love it. I think the more women there are out there speaking about the benefits to this kind of relationship, the better. So yeah. thank you for- and that's that's absolutely what whenever I found you too I, it was probably on Twitter somewhere but I think I remember thinking the same thing thinking wow this is the first powerful woman speaker that I've heard that actually focused on the loving cuckold relationship and not the freaking porn aspect <laughs> I mean yeah. okay neither Venus or I will deny that the sex can be red hot but it's not the point. It's not the point. There, there's a whole dynamic here that's possible and, and can be f- very fulfilling if you approach it in a sane way. Yeah. And so on that note, uh, when it comes to cuckolding, unfortunately, there's just way more interest in, in this kind of thing from men than there are from women. That's what the research has shown. Over mm-hmm. 60% of men are fantasizing about this often. And only a, roughly about a third of the women are and way less often. So, and this thing, and I think that research is around the actual sexual fantasies of cuckolding. And what we're talking about is cuckolding through the lens of a relationship, a one-sided open relationship. So I think that there is this um, part of society that looks at cuckolding as uh, a kink, a fetish, um, a sexual act. And I get it. The definition of it is, and that's where people's minds go. But I think that what we need to really shift is that conversation from, okay, this is only sexually related and, uh, and and into, okay, this is an actual type of loving relationship. And so I think that if we do that, hopefully, we will have more women looking at this kind of relationship and not just a bedroom thing and thinking, oh, well, you know, maybe that could be what I want. And think about all of the women in their 20s who have feel this societal pressure to settle down, find their soulmate, and that one person who's going to be everything for them. I would love to be able to reach those women in that stage of their life and say, hey, look, there's there are other options. Monogamy might be for you. Finding your soulmate might be for you. It might be your thing. But just know that you have choices and that this is a legitimate kind of relationship dynamic. This is not just some weird ass fucking perverted kinky thing that you've seen, you know, on (laughs) who knows where, like (laughs) the the bowels of Twitter or whatever, you know, like, (laughs) right, right. And it's a real relationship style, a relationship that is empowering and beneficial for you and that you can have your cake and eat it too. You can have this amazing, loving partner and have 
sexual variety <laughs> and have it and then that be what you both prefer. <laughs> so <laughs> it could be all of that. And if only women could look at it at the, in that perspective, in that light, and consider it in that way, I think that we would have a lot more women interested in this. Now, part of the problem, and I know we'll get into this, is that cuck, fear, and shame is pretty debilitating, and nobody wants to the guys certainly don't want to talk about the fact that they, you know, are interested in this. And so they don't put it out there. So these women in their 20s, they are, you know, surrounded by guys in their 20s who are not revealing their, their, that they want this kind of relationship. They're way too fucking scared. They're so scared that they'll be humiliated by her because she'd be like, what the fuck is wrong with you? And so you have this, like, it's a very unfortunate series of events where in when, when women are looking at getting married or find, you know, settling down and they're, they're not exposed to this at all. The guys are definitely not talking about it. They're not sharing their feelings on this. And that's why I think you get a lot of women, the very few women who are interested in this. This is when they're in a different stage in their life. This is when they are in, they, you know, they've, okay, so they tried the monogamy thing because that's all they knew. And it wasn't for them. And then all of a sudden they realize now, oh shit, like I kind of, I know what I want and I know what I don't want now. And so that's great and everything. But what I would really, really like is to have this as an option on the table for women at that stage in their life so that we don't end up fucking shit up <laughs> so that you can have it all right from the beginning. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, I just blabbed on a whole lot. <laughs> so no. it's your turn. <laughs> no, no, that's, that's all very true. And it's, you know, it's not too hard to understand why this is so difficult. A, for men being, let's say, accused of being a cuck, it, it is meant to be shameful. It's meant to be a slam. It's meant to be a dig. Um, you know, one of the first thing that comes up, oh, you're a cuck male, you must be, you know, a gay little fag or something like that, you know, yeah. that it's somehow less masculine, that it's somehow less, weak. it's weak, it's, it's, you know, and then the gay thing comes in there right away, whether that plays a part of anybody's play or not, you know, there's still so much shame around that. And it's just too much for, for many men to bear by the same token. This whole construct um, is is the opposite of everything our culture says we should be doing in relationships. So there's a long, long, long way to go before all of us, you know, think of think about. Uh, and I know Doctor Doctor David Lay has talked about this: the distance between when gay gayness was first on the horizon and how chastised people were for even thinking about that. And now it's legal in every state gay marriage. And, you know, I think we're going to go through a similar trajectory, but what it requires is sane people that can talk about the real aspects of the relationship and not just the sex aspect, because then you, you keep it relegated to porn. It will never be normalized. So that's my other, you know, mission that I'm on is to de-porn this because 
it's so, so, so much more than the sex part. The sex part mm-hmm. is glorious, but there, and there's so many reasons behind it too. I don't know um, if you've spent uh, much time. I know we both have read Dr. Dr. Lay's book, Insatiable Wives, which is, is the Bible of alternative lifestyles and women's sexuality, in my opinion. But yeah. also the other person that I, that I listen to just vociferously is Esther Perel, who talks about this thing that we've gotten ourselves into, especially in, you know, in the U.S., Canada, in our cultures, where, you know, a hundred years ago, it really did take a village to raise a family. And, you know, you didn't count on one person. You had somebody that milked the cows and you had somebody that taught the kids and you had somebody that made the food and you had somebody else that farmed or whatever, you know, and now we've, we've morphed into this culture where, you're expected to find one person who's going to be your everything till the yep. day you die. They've got to be your best friend. They've got to be your soulmate. They've got to be your lover. They've got to be the provider. They've got to be, you know, and it's, it's just not practical and it's not possible to, to hold that view that you're going to meet one person that's going to just fulfill everything. It's exhausting and it's demanding and it's not practical. And so, how about if we spread that out? But it's going to take a long time because the notion that there can be healthy ways to not be monogamous and still maintain a good marriage and a good family structure and all of that, uh, you know, requires a wholesale change in the way people think. Uh, and I think one of the things that I'm encouraged by is at the same token that there is, you know, consensual, various forms of consensual non-monogamy are becoming mainstream. Uh, It's, it's not coincidental that it's, that it's following sort of a wholesale rejection of traditional religion Mm -hmm. in many, in many, many countries, which is where all this bullshit came from to begin with. You know, this country was, uh, and, and many countries have been, but as people have started to question religious dogma on a deeper level and rejected that, all of a sudden, I think there's an upswing in simultaneously saying, okay, if this whole thing over here doesn't have much relevance in my life, you know, can I open my mind and, and figure out another way? to be in a happy marriage, to be in a happy relationship. And I think yeah. it's just going to take time, but it takes a million voices like yours, Venus, and people <laughs> out here that are willing to talk about the other aspects, not just the hot sex aspects. Although, you know, let's admit it. We enjoy that. We <laughs> It's hot as fuck. I mean, <laughs> it's, it's hard. It's really hard to not focus on that because yeah. it is so fucking sexy and like it's so yeah. thrilling and exciting. Yeah. And maybe if cuckolding wasn't mainstream or was mainstream, maybe that thrill will be a little bit muted. I don't know, but like it is sexy and maybe the taboo of it is part of it. It is it what for me, what makes it even more fun. I mean, that it's taboo, right? That is taboo. But I do really think that we need to open this up to mainstream society so that women know that this is this is a thing. This is a real fucking thing. Yes, it's sexy. Yes, it's fun. 
But this is truly a type of relationship arrangement that is set up to empower women, not just sexually, but, you know, in a relationship in their life. And, and that I think is worth everything. And that is what we need a lot of right now. So, um, yeah, so this idea that cucks are, are weak and pathetic and pitied and whatever is, that's obviously got to change. And in order for this to be something that women aren't, you know, looking at sideways at, you know, like, yeah. but at the same time, we need to be um, really shouting out there to the masses that, look, this is a very beneficial kind of relationship. Not only does it make for amazing communication. I mean, think about it. This is like, well, you know, you know, I am just saying, think about it to the listeners, okay? (laughs) That when you're in this kind of relationship, you are so open about everything. There's no lying. There's no beating around the bush about topics or issues. There's, there's no hiding anything. Yeah. Not hiding. hiding. Yeah, there's none of that. There's absolutely none of that because there's no um, fear of jealousy, of toxic jealousy. There's no fear of repercussions. There's no fear of anything like that. You can literally just say what it is that you want and how you feel and your partner will be receptive to that and and open to to listening. This is a kind of relationship where that is the foundation of the relationship. It has to be because you have to be so open with each other in this kind of relationship. So there's communication, but there's like the connection that you feel with that person. Number one, you trust them more than probably anyone you've ever trusted in your life. You trust them with everything. And and then these encounters that you have, you, these exploring each other's minds, bodies, sexualities, fantasies, taboos, kinks, whatever, all of that, in being able to do that in such a safe space, like all of that really makes for next level love. And that's what I want women to know, that this isn't just a basic relationship where you just, you know role play some shit on a Friday night with each other. This is literally love. Like this is love on fucking steroids. This is (laughs) love on the next level and trust on the next level and communication on the next level. And you are, you have the partner who is going to be supportive of you, is going to be trusting of you, is going to celebrate and encourage your own sexual growth and exploration and he's going to be devoted and loyal and like everything that you've ever wanted and he's giving you more than that in the in that he's giving you this gift of you know being able to explore your sexuality with others and and love you even more for it yes ladies if you can consider this for a minute i mean look at first of all 
for contrast, look at the toxic, the toxic male masculinity environment that we're in right now that is so deeply threatened by women in general, but certainly threatened by women's sexuality. I mean, we're a force to be reckoned with, but this also, you know, recognizing the moment that we're in. But ladies, if you can imagine this, so let's just say you're going along and you're coming up to a weekend and it's your husband, your loving partner that says with eager eyes and kind of clapping his hands going, so you got a date with Bob this weekend? <laughs> I hope, I hope. <laughs> I'm going, yes. And he's going, yay, yay. You know, I mean, how many women have experienced that? Because <laughs> it's not, it's not just a benevolent society. He's not doing it just to be generous. He genuinely, genuinely gets off on it to to witness, you know, the full force of female passion, whether it's directed at him or not. You know, the cuck male is saying, bring that on. That is some heady stuff. It's beautiful. I worship it. I it, it stimulates me. I mean, that's what my husband says. It stimulates him sexually more than any other thing. He can't, he just can barely contain himself. And then, you know, and then I encourage him to fully participate. However, you know, myself and, uh, and my lover decides that we want him to, and he's thrilled to do that. And I just encourage him to explore his own, you know, his own fantasies and stuff. And we support each other that way. So, you know, there's, I would, I would, venture a guess that for all of you ladies who have never experienced that to think about how it might make you feel to be celebrated in that way to be celebrated to be absolutely you know in a in a cherished nurturing primary relationship that also has thrown open the doors for you to be completely sexually expressive however you want to be i mean imagine how that would be. I, I can't think of any of you that wouldn't think that's a good deal. Now, right? Okay. <laughs> I, I, I can't, it's, it's beyond my ability to comprehend it. Okay. So, all right. So there's probably, you know, there's probably a handful of you out there that are just perfectly suited to lifelong monogamy and God bless you. I'm glad for you, but I would venture to guess to, for the most of us, uh, this other deal over here, <laughs> <laughs> it just looks better. It just looks better. So I don't know. It's it's just a way to think of it that um, that that's possible. That there's I I don't know the actual numbers, but I'm guessing there's probably a thousand men out there that would want that kind of scenario for every one woman that sees herself doing it. And yeah. those are the numbers I think that Venus and I are both hoping to change over time by sharing genuinely from our perspective you know, all the benefits that we've gotten out of it and that we would hope for you. Hey, did you know that there's a one-of-a-kind matchmaking service for cuckolding and female-led relationships? Venus Connections is a private service for single men and single women who want a loving cuckolding relationship. And now there's a new separate FLR program too. There's no scrolling through profiles or sharing photos with members. It's totally private. And the dates are blind dates too. Included in the program is a three-week course and an interview with me. 
So join now at venusconnections.com and use the code TOPTIER2024 for 40% off the top 1% membership. That's venusconnections.com. Make 2024 the year that you get the relationship of your dreams. And as far as, uh, it's good to go back to what you said, nobody gets more excited than a cuck. (laughs) (laughs) True true story. I mean, uh, their enthusiasm is something else. (laughs) I know. Like a kid in a candy store, like, (laughs) sometimes it can be a bit much, but... Yeah, yeah. Well, but that, it's, it's amazing. It's your you own know, personal little cheerleader, really. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> you know, and that's why, you know, um, they make cuck tools like ball gags and, um, you know, handcuffs and stuff like that. You can you can play with all sorts of things. <laughs> yeah. just, just a, you know, cage, just to heighten the tension and, you know, make it even more intense. But, yeah. but there's just no describing how, uh, how joyful that whole thing is. I yeah. remember uh, a couple years ago uh, when I had found Dr. Lay's book and I just lit up like a Christmas tree because uh, he, he wrote that book, I don't know, 10, 11, 12 years ago. Now, and at that time he had interviewed a few people, but he had mentioned somewhere in that book that uh, he was still still sort of gathering evidence on he he highly suspected that this was a healthy relationship choice but he he needed more data he needed more people to verify that from and I couldn't help myself and I I reached out to him and found his contact information and I contacted him I said hey I'm the woman you wrote about there I'm her I'm that one please, will you talk to me? Because <laughs> I want to tell you what it's really like on the ground out here. And uh, I never expected him to um, to reach back, but he did. And then the end of last year, I finally was able to interview him a little bit. But um, now he's gotten a lot of research that supports everything that we believe. It's a healthy, re- it can be a very healthy relationship choice. Clearly, women are more need more sexual variety. This is yes. a myth. This is a myth that's been around forever that men were somehow the ones that needed a bunch of sexual variety. You know, it's women. We're the yeah. ones that get bored quicker, faster, yeah. and we just the research need more. doesn't lie. The numbers don't lie. It's I mean, we clearly need more variety need- and and sooner than the guys do. Yeah. So yeah. 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 <laughs> and and lucky for us, there are guys out there willing to provide that. And so Venus and I are yeah. happy. <laughs> yeah. So there's a lot of misinformation. There's a lot of stigma. There's a lot of stereotypes um, going on with this within this kind of relationship, this kind of dynamic. And I've talked about, you know, shifting the conversation from sexualized, fetishized to the lens of a relationship. But when it comes to the stereotypes, this is something I want to make clear for all the women who are listening. <clears throat> there is this idea, this idea that a cuck must be someone who is submissive, weak, and wants to be bossed around and uh, all of this sort of stuff. That he must be some weakling, that he is somehow inadequate in Maybe he's not good at sex. Maybe he's got a small dick. I mean, people make all of these assumptions about cucks. It is so frustrating 
because, okay, let me tell you this. Guys who have cuck fantasies, a.k.a. cucks, they, let's say 60% of them are thinking about this, wanting this kind of thing. Take a look around you. What do these men look like around you? They don't look like little beta weakling, you know, losers. They they are regular, everyday guys in different, you know, they come from everywhere and all walks of life, ages, everything. They are just your regular masculine guys who fuck just fine and have great <laughs> jobs and, you know, are able to have wonderful, you know, relationships and all like they are just normal as fuck. And that's what the cuck is. <laughs> so get rid of this idea that cucks are naked on the floor being led around by a collar and leash by someone who tells them how much they are such a loser and in the are inadequate that is the pornified view of what cuckolding is that is what the bdsm role play session looks like when it comes to cuckolding that is not real life in my experience from the years that I have been talking to people and, and meeting couples and, and getting to figuring out who are these people who are into this and the Venus Connections matchmaking program. I find out who the fuck are these real people. <laughs> that is not what reality is. Reality is these are just normal fucking everyday people. So we need to get rid of that stereotype and start to understand that just because you have cuckolding fantasies does not make you unmasculine. It does not make you weak. It does not make you anything. And so that's what really bugs me when I get guys who message me and they're like, oh, yeah, you know, I I have cuckolding fantasies, but I'm not a cuck because I'm not weak. I'm strong. And I'm like, oh, my God, fuck. <laughs> Like, let me tell you, yeah. you are a cuck and, and cucks are not weak. Yeah. There are, you know, there's a spectrum of cuckolding and on, you know, on each end is an extreme, right? And then you've got the middle. Well, for some reason, cuckolding is represented, it, widespread represented by one extreme end of the spectrum, and that is the ultra submissive, sexually denied weak beta guy. And that is not the face of real cuckolding. That is just one aspect of the spectrum that is, you know, can be part of the different kind of dynamics and practices in cuckolding. So getting rid of that stereotype would be helpful. And just, you know, letting women know, hey, just because your 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 boyfriend, your husband or whatever is into this does not mean you need to judge how he looks, acts, thinks, any of that, like at all. And then what was it? I had something else. Oh, um, so yeah. So the, this idea that, that cucks are, are, have to be submissive in order to be into this is, is, it's a real shitty fucking thing because it's making the, this messaging a little bit difficult. You're completely right. Um, now it, just to differentiate, who are the human beings that cucks are? We've fallen into a pool and we've been actively trying to foster friendships with other cuck couples. We met a pool of them last, the end of last year, and we've continued to foster that group. And so we now have real life experience with real life 
lifestyle cuckold couples. And without a single exception, the men in these couples are smart. They're professional. They are in, you know, I think in every single case that I can think of, every one of them is super alpha in their business world, in their business life. And they also might like to play with the submissive. So, you know, there's a differentiation between who these people are and how they like to play. They mm-hmm. might like to play the submissive role. I mean, my husband does it. He's just an asshole at work. But I mean, you know, he's, he's really alpha. He's, he sort of runs the show over there on that thing, but then he comes home and, you know, he loves to, it's a release for him to just lay all that down. He makes all the decisions all day long. He wants to come home and, you know, uh, he lets me lead him around and stuff. But with every person, every single other cut couple that we know, and again, I don't have all the statistics for everybody in the world, but for the most part, the cucks that we know are successful, uh, fully functioning men in every possible way. And they have this interest. It's a legitimate preference. It's an interest that they have. And it shouldn't define them any other way than just that, that it's a, it's a, it's a relationship preference that they have. And mm-hmm. then they can, they can play with that however they want to, uh, without shame. I mean, a lot of, I think a lot of the cuck shaming comes from the fact that that many cucks will be submissive to the woman and or to the bull or both, um, which is fine. I I like that too, and that makes the the dynamic work in a lot of cases. But it's the bisexual uh, connotations that creep in there. Not that there's anything wrong with it, because there's plenty of cuck men who like to have some bi contact, and that doesn't define them either. It's just another preference on the on the menu of things that can be done in that dynamic uh, but none of that should define should define it and then one of the things that uh, Venus and I t- uh, touched on on our moan talk yesterday and I very very much believe cuckold men because of their level of self-awareness and their av- ability to be vulnerable and their ability to be completely open and honest with who and what they are they are, in my opinion, a higher life form. They are a more evolved man, period, period. They, they are not subject to the toxic masculinity that I see all around us all the time. Uh, people that just want to silence women and, and ignore and, and hide any part of women's sexuality. The cuck male is kind of on the opposite spectrum of that. They, they are just a higher life form. They've done more personal growth work. They, they, they stay focused on the evolution of themselves and the relationship. Uh, and again, this isn't just my husband. It's every single cuck in a solid marriage that we know. They all, uh, they all are like that. And so, so that's the stuff. Those kind of myths, I think, we're trying to explode so that people can feel free to explore as they will and not feel diminished by it because there's no reason in the world to be embarrassed or shame, shameful or anything of the sort. The other thing that um, is, is a real, I think a bit of a misunderstanding about this kind of relationship. And I think that for the women who are listening, this is a big stumbling 
block for a lot of them when it comes to thinking about having this kind of relationship is the humiliation factor. Mm-hmm. They're like, I don't want to be mean. I'm not into saying insults to my partner. I don't feel comfortable with that. That feels off to me. I mean, I was I was listening to a swingers podcast where they were it was a new podcast and I think it was their first or second episode and they were talking about hot wifing and cuckolding and I thought, "Oh, I'll have a listen." They were talking about hot wifing and how like it's a one-sided open relationship and that, you know, she gets to fuck other men and and it's all fun and everything. And then um, they defined cuckolding as like, it, it was, I don't remember exactly what they said, but it was very unflattering. It was like a, this is degradation. This is humiliation. This is, you know, a very submissive partner and everything like that. And I was like, ah, for fuck's sakes, like, why are we, why are we putting it into that tiny little category. Like it's just, that is just like literally, again, this goes back to cuckolding being uh, reflected as one extreme end of the cuckolding spectrum only. And I'm like, no, this humiliation thing. Sure. It's fun as fuck. I like it, but it's certainly not, I don't think not part of most cuckolding relationships and because let me tell you, if you think about cuckolding relationships as one-sided open relationships, lots of people will call it hot wifing, where she's allowed it, uh, and encouraged to go and, and do these things. I mean, there the I think what we're what we're talking about when we talk about humiliation is teasing. Like think about a strip tease, like a regular couple and she wants to do a strip tease as a special birthday thing this is a tease you're teasing him you're you know just you're giving a li- him a little bit but not a lot and it's a fun little game that you're playing and he's enjoying it and it's fun this is no different in my mind to the teasing that happens in a cuckolding relationship and i think that the best most common example of that is when she has a date coming up on the weekend and she tells him about it or reminds him about it and sees his reaction and he's so excited and it's super fun and they're both getting off on this teasing about it that is i think the most common representation of Real life fucking cuckolding couples out there. And I'm not talking about the kink world. I'm not talking about like the BDSM world and whatever. Like I'm talking about real life shit. And so this idea that it has everything to do with mean, cruel degradation, that she has to be throwing insults and everything like that is uh is, is bullshit. So if that for the women listening, if that's something that you know you're you're like put off by, just realize that you don't have to have a relationship like that. Your cuckolding relationship can be however the fuck you want it to be. Design it however you want, <laughs> literally however you want. You want it to be, have de- sexual denial, go for it. You want it to have like biplay, go for it. You want it to have polyamory, go for it. You design it however the fuck you want it to be based on what makes you both happy and whatever. So this idea that in order to have this kind of relationship, you have to have all of these, you know, preconceived ideas about what cuckolding is, is not true. You don't have to do it however you want. Absolutely. I couldn't agree more. And 
Here's the thing that I, I feel like I always have to respond to because it is one of the most common ways that cucks get shamed. They, they get shamed because of, because so few people understand what true erotic humiliation is. Uh, it is playful for sure, but there's a much deeper purpose and a much deeper meaning. I actually took a class on this some years ago, just because I too, we live in a society, especially where women are taught to never hurt anybody's feelings, never bully, never say anything demeaning or mean to anybody or never be offensive in any way. I mean, that's just the handmaid's tale world that we live in. But erotic humiliation has a much, much deeper purpose. And I want so much for people to have a deeper understanding of it. So here's what I came away with when I actually took the time to take a course and understand it, the mechanisms. Erotic humiliation actually is a, is a practical way to excavate sexual shame, bring it up to the surface, exposing it, and then embracing it, eroticizing it from there. So let me give you an example. Uh, one of the most frequently criticized things about a cuck male would be, oh, well, that's a bisexual thing. Oh, I don't want any men touching me. And, you know, the, all the narrative that goes along with that because it's so shameful. I mean, it's like, what's the worst shaming thing that you could say to some you know, full grown man, you're so gay or whatever, you know, it's just still, it just has that terrible negative stigma to that word. And so erotic humiliation is a way if, let's say for instance, if, if the cuck wants to be forced into some sort of by contact, um, do it because why? Because it's a, it's a practical way for let's say for me, so let's say that I make my husband do that. I make him do it. Uh, it's a way for him to come face to face with the shame that he feels about that. And then I turn right around and embrace him and encourage him and say, you know what? I think you're every bit as much of a man as you ever were. And I adore you. And you know, that, um, that mechanism to release shame and guilt and then be embraced for it uh, mm -hmm. is so powerful. That's what drives a lot of the intimacy in a connection like this, because everything is on the table, depending on who those two people are. You know, I don't care if, you know, my husband would say he, he fantasy. I don't, I don't care what the fantasy would be, you know, as long as it wasn't harmful to another living thing. I would say, well, we're absolutely going to do that. And I'm still going to love you. And I'm still, I'm not going to think any less of you. And I'm still going to embrace you. And that creates such loyalty and such, I mean, the same, yes. uh, it's the, it's the flip side because I, I provide the arena for him to have a place to excise his shame and guilt. And we play with that a lot. Uh, and we explain it to our bulls in the same way that this, you know, he really doesn't have any sort of bisexual designs on you at all. But when I force him, this is what happens. And this is the result of it. Now think about this. If somebody in your life would encourage you to do something or be some kind of a way that you were embarrassed about, 
and then they made you made you do it and you turned around and embraced them they say cool i love you anyway i love you no matter what that's you know i don't see that as shameful somehow you've just released that person from a burden that they may have been carrying for decades yeah think of the think of the loyalty that that creates. This is where the binds in a cuckold marriage can be so, so strong. I have that loyalty to him because he gives me perfect freedom. He binds to me because I'm willing to help him excavate every bit of his sexual shame and guilt, bring it up to the surface and love him anyway. Yeah. It, that's creates, amazing. A, it, it creates a bond that is simply not breakable. That's the thing about cucks is just, so, and this is why I find them so fascinating is because instead of running away from and avoiding the thoughts and feelings around your partner being sexual with someone else, instead of running away and avoiding that or getting upset or mad or angry or whatever, they have the curiosity mm-hmm. to want to explore those feelings instead. <laughs> and those feelings are thrilling. They are uncomfortable. They are exactly why somebody wouldn't want to go and dive into that because it's not always pleasant. It is uncomfortable, but they have the curiosity to do and trust to do that. And that is what I find so amazing. So we want, you know, that's why it pisses me off about people who say cucks are weak. I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? They have the strength Mm-hmm. And the initiative to go and uh, dive into these fucking uncomfortable feelings with you, like, and at, like for as a woman, when you have a partner, when you have a man who does that, is so vulnerable, is willing to do that with you, you exactly what you said, you love you love them even more. You're like, that's amazing, and it is so bonding and connecting between the two of you. That's how I felt with my first cuck boyfriend, and I was like, I, you know, I recognize that this person is really doing something incredible and brave by 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 doing this with me, and I loved him so much for it. Cucks are so amazing and fantastic for that aspect. It's just incredible. Yeah, it's really true. And it's, uh, it's when you can have a loving woman who understands how powerful this dynamic can be to fully embrace, uh, to fully embrace that. And, um, and then you in turn are fully embraced by just being free and being open. It just takes a huge amount of courage on both parts. It takes courage mm-hmm. and it takes, you said something key, curiosity. It takes curiosity. How about if you can learn to trust each other enough that you can just really be curious and say, let's try this or let's think about that. And what does that mean to us? And what did we enjoy about it? And how did I, in what ways did that uh, allow me to feel liberated? In what ways how does it feel when I feel like I've gotten a release that's not just a sexual release, but a like a psych, like a vacation in your mind, like a psychic release? That's how my husband describes it. Um, you know, this the stuff that that we've figured out that he enjoys. It's like a vacation in his mind, and he he just feels like he owes me the universe for that. Mm-hmm. So of course I can have a boyfriend. <laughs> 
you can have whatever you want. <laughs> that's exactly right. But but this is the thing that so many people, when they're looking at this, fail. It is an exchange. This isn't a one-way you know, e-ticket ride. It's not, it's an exchange. We are exchanging the love and respect and the curiosity and the courage and the vulnerability. We're exchanging that with each other and we both get the benefits from that. But for women, especially when we live in a society like this, where we are perpetually condemned and slut shamed and just perpetually, uh, there's another way. There's another way. That's our favorite saying at our house is we look at, you know, we watch all these crazy murder mysteries and stuff like that. People get jealous and kill each other and all the mayhem that goes on. And, you know, five times a day, we're going, we like our way better. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I love that. Well, I think that is the message that ultimately we are trying to get across Mm -hmm. to the women out there. There is another option. There is a different way. You just have to know that this exists. This is an option. And if it feels right for you, you can have it. (laughs) There are lots of men out there who would love to be able to be in a relationship just like this. So know that all you need to do is know it exists and ask for it. Those two things, ask for it and you'll get it. (laughs) See, I I gave you a perfect example. You throw up a little ad on Craigslist and there you go. You find your perfect. Yeah, fuck I missed craigslist i know i know me too me too i really do i i i don't think i put an ad for no 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 i didn't because it was during the time that i was with my first cuck i didn't put an ad for a cuck but i did use it for bulls for finding bulls and had <laughs> such great success with i know it. i know it's like oh i know i don't know why somebody hasn't recreated a craigslist but yeah but it's, it must be but it's no, it's it. Yeah, I suppose it's it's really uh, it's really true that. Um, well, but now we have through the innovative thinking process of the great Venus, we have Venus connections, and you know, I, I just so hope that uh, more and more men and women find out about that and are open and curious. And I thank you so much for all that you've done to just promote the the truth of the lifestyle and the non-porn version of the lifestyle, because we're a very few voices out there yeah. uh, in, in this way. And, uh, and I just appreciate what you do so much. Well, thank you. And uh, you have some sort of um, advice thing that you do. Uh, Do you want to talk a little bit about that? So for people who are looking for advice about this kind of relationship? Oh, yeah, I I got inundated on my uh, Twitter DMs. I mean, like hundreds and hundreds and hundreds. And I just simply can't. I mean, there's not enough hours in the day. I, I want to interact with people that have questions. I mean, that's, that's what I'm here for. I mean, I... I sincerely want to prevent divorce. I mean, that's, that's a lofty goal, but, uh, but, I'm, but I want to. Um, so I started just to address that need. I have, a, and it's, you can find it on my website at www.crystalwelch.com. Um, I have a little, uh, you know, either a 30 or a 60 minute coaching um, little link in there that you can sign up for. And then we can talk about your specific issues. Uh, and that's, that's done really well, but I just simply don't have the time to answer all the questions individually. But um, I'm very, very happy to interact with you if you want to contact me. 
I think that's so great. I, I know what you mean by being inundated with requests for advice. Oh, I, I bet. I bet. Well, I you've definitely been in the, do. Yeah, you've been in the game a lot longer than I have in terms of on, an online presence. But yeah, I can imagine that you get buried. But that's I don't just, have I, I just don't have the time or ability no. to be able to do it. So I do no. I do refer them on to you and, and Confident Cuck does uh, offer advice uh, as well. So I'm happy that there are some options out there for people because there's a lot of questions. There are a lot of questions that people have. So and, uh, yeah, and lots of help, you know, to help you find an on ramp. Obviously, you know, um, mm. there's, there's there's good content out there and really good people and you just need to reach out and and figure out what you need. And you have a podcast as well? I do. Uh, my blog and podcast are on the same website, crystalwelch.com. And um, yeah, I, I pretty much Wonderful. post everything there. Excellent. Is there anywhere else that people can find you? I actually have a, uh, an account on Medium that I, that I always put new material on first, uh, medium.com. I'll, I'll post all the links to all the places, important places where people can find uh, your blog, your writings, your podcast, and your uh, advice services. So that'll be in the show notes for the episode for today. Thank you so much, Crystal, for joining me on this podcast today. I think it's really important that we have all of these amazing voices talking about the benefits of a loving cuckolding relationship for women. So Thank you. I really appreciate you. And I appreciate you. Uh, we'll we'll do this again as we turn over a few more rocks. <laughs> Thanks for Absolutely. inviting me. <laughs> Thanks. All right. That's going to be it for today's episode. I hope you loved it. Make sure you go to venuscucklegist.com. That's where you can subscribe to the podcast. Check out the Venus Vault. And you can get some information about the next Pillow Talk event, which, by the way, is coming up soon. It is Friday, the 17th of June. Also, if you want to check out this podcast, it's on every Tuesday, fullswapradio.com or on their new app at 5 p.m. and 11 p.m. Central Time. You can also check out my article that I write for ASN Lifestyle Magazine every month. And if you want to follow me on Twitter, my handle is at B. That's it for this episode. We'll see you next time. believe it's been four years since I first started this podcast. And looking back, I had no idea that this would be my full-time job. I love the work that I do. And it's because of you, the listeners, and your support that I'm able to do this. So right now, if you join the Helpful Cuck tier, you get tons of benefits. My favorite ones are the private one-to-one chat every month. You also get access to my private Snapchat group. Weekly live hangouts with me on Crowdcast. I love those. And you get juicy bonus episodes. There's key holding. There's video replays of the Pillow Talk events. And there's also access to my private community on the Moan app. 
So join right now. You can use the promo code CUCKLOVE2024 for 15% off your Helpful Cuck membership at venuscuckoldress.com.